will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That has nothing to do with my message today. (laughs) But sometimes he asks us to step into something that scares us. And in those moments, you pull out your go-to verse for when you're afraid. And you read it out loud to your fear, and you keep stepping in. Good morning. Welcome to the vineyard today. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you for choosing to spend your Sunday morning with us. Happy Father's Day to the dads in the room. Not to be redundant, but days like today can be difficult to weather, as has been mentioned. Because depending on your personal life experience, there's potential for big emotions that you have to kind of work through every year that comes by. This and other days like it. And seemingly as you get older, every year just goes faster and faster. Maybe you had a great dad and you can't wait to be just like him. Maybe you had a pretty rotten dad, and your one goal in life is to make sure your kids have a different experience. Maybe you've always wanted to be a dad, but it either hasn't happened yet, or maybe you've come to a point in your life where you've just kind of accepted that, you know what, it just might not happen for you for whatever reason. There are so many variables and possibilities that are too many to count. But today, I want to talk about not just a good example or even a bad example. I want to talk about the example. And he's not just the example, he's the standard. Our Heavenly Father. Now, when I say standard, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect, because he is. But he doesn't call us to perfection. He calls us to be imitators of his son. Be like Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we welcome you in this place. We thank you for your peace that overflows. We thank you for the freedom. We thank you that everything that comes with just being in your presence. God, you have a message for everyone that is here today. And I ask that you just move me aside and you take over. God, let my words be your words. We love you, Lord. Amen. As I prepared for this message, I asked the Lord what he wanted to say to his church on this particular Sunday morning. And I very clearly felt him say, show them my heart. I want them to know how much they are loved. Stop trying so hard to earn my love and just let me love them because they're my kids. That's it. Not because of anything they have done or will do. I simply love them because they're my kids, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. They're here on this earth because I love them. I created them to be loved by me. If they do nothing else in their lifetime, 
I want them to know without a doubt they are loved by me. Show them how to enter my presence. In 1 John chapter 3, it begins with, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. So friends, you are loved. How can you enter into a place where this becomes real for you? First, you need to know you are loved. Know that I am loved. Make it personal. I am loved. Can everyone say that together? I am loved. For the Father himself loves you. That's what it says in John 16, verse 27. Can't get much clearer than that. We are loved by the Father, and he proved this love by sending his son to die a criminal's death so that we may live. Some friends over at the Urbana Vineyard recently performed a drama in one of their services, and they've graciously allowed us to share it here. I'd like you to see it now.
Jesus bled and died for me. I see his arms, his hands, his feet. My Savior, that cursing tree. Oh 
If anyone would like to view that again at some point, or anyone listening to the podcast, you can find it at The Vineyard Church, one word, on YouTube, and the title is Oh Praise the Name Drama. So, in the drama, how did the girl find her freedom from the bondage after unsuccessfully trying out of her own strength? She finally decided to surrender and turn her face to Jesus. You see, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is our doorway to the Father. And when we surrender our lives to him, we are welcomed into the Father with open arms. John 14, 21 says, Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Now that we've established that the Father loves us so much that he sent his Son to die for us, now that we know that he wants to call us our children, call us his children, How do we live in this presence? Now that we know how to enter in, how do we live there? Because in his presence is where we find the freedom. And in his presence is where we find mercy. In his presence is where we find grace. It's where we find peace. In his presence, we find the ability to push through our circumstances, to rise above them, and to overcome. In his presence, chains are broken. So let's think back to the drama a moment when everything changed. She surrendered and turned her face to Jesus. What in that moment, as she looked up to Jesus, as she looked up to heaven, what did she do? She started praising his name. In Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5 in the ESV, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. I love how the Passion Translation puts this passage. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. We enter through praise and thanksgiving. How do we stay there? We must accept the new and reject the old. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 
He is a new creation. If you're taking notes, underline the word new. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Stop aligning with the old. Someone needs to hear that today. It has no hold on you, so stop giving it power over your life. I love this quote I heard recently. The bound Satan still tries to cross the lines that he has been bound from. That was Diane Lehman. She's a founding pastor of the Urbana Vineyard where the drama came from. She also, um, she said that in the uh, Jesus Heals Today small group that recently finished out. Which brings me to my next point. Intentionally seek out life-giving community. In Proverbs 12:26, it says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 27:17, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You must be intentional about surrounding yourself and spending your time with people who are life-giving. Be intentional about spending your time doing activities that are life-giving. If you're doing something and you find out you've spent a couple hours and you're not feeling like, oh, this is, I'm ready to go, let's go. And you're, if, if you're kind of feeling like, oh, I, I'm not feeling too good right now. I'm feeling kind of, let's look at, let's look at what, how we're spending our time. Reevaluate. And finally, feed yourself. For us to grow, we have to feed ourselves individually. We can't continually move forward ourselves individually or as a church body unless we take responsibility for our own relationship with the Father. Think about how life would be if you only ate one meal one time a week. If we don't intentionally feed ourselves, we lose important momentum during the week as we go from only Sunday to Sunday, learning and hearing about the word. We must take responsibility for our own relationship with the Father. No one else can do it for us. Psalm 145.18 says, You draw near to those who call out to you, listening closely, especially when their hearts are true. One of my favorite verses, Psalm 34.8, says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. We are called to live a life of worship. Everything we do, we do in a way that brings honor to him. In John 17, Jesus said, You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you have sent me. For they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. I have a challenge for you. We have a little less than 40 days left in our 40 days of prayer and fasting, 18 to be exact. Here's the challenge. For the rest of the 18 days, read one 
chapter in your Bible more than you currently read. So if you currently aren't reading your Bible daily, one chapter. There's your starting point. Don't have a Bible? We've got some out at the Welcome Center. You can visit afterwards. Have they run out? Come find me. We've got more. We'll get you a Bible. Need a starting place? Read the proverb of the day like David mentioned last week. Or start in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Acts, an incredible story, very exciting. Romans, I can't read that without my heart pumping fast. You get the point. I have a lot of suggestions, so if you need help finding a starting point, I'm glad to point you in any direction. Just ask. Most importantly, don't do it alone. Let us know you're taking the challenge. In about 15 minutes, our website, bloomingtonvineyard.com, should automatically have a place that will pop up if you visit the, like I said, bloomingtonvineyard.com, go to the 40 Days of Prayer tab, click on that, and then at the top there should be a place to accept the challenge. Don't have an email address? Write it on your green card. Call the office. Talk to me after service. Tell someone. Get someone to do it with you. Doing it together can offer encouragements along the way. As Jesus said, he is the truth. If your truth doesn't align with the, the truth, then you need to decide which truth you're going to move forward and trust your life with, either yours or the creator of all heaven and earth. Jesus said, I am the truth. Do you believe him or not? If you don't want to serve the Lord, you must choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, Joshua 24, 15. So friends, if you want to fully experience the Father, accept Jesus, surrender your life to him, accept his free gift of life. Spend time with him. Run to him. Not just when you're hurt or scared or something you need something big, a huge miracle. Run to him every day with your joyous moments, with your mundane moments. Every day, have that constant conversation going. Relationships take work. Any kind of relationship, friendship, marriage. Imagine trying to just have a basic friendship when you don't ever talk to that person. It won't work. Intentionally find life-giving community and surround yourself with his promises. Search for them. This book is full of them. Ask him to the, reveal them to you in a new way. Someone needs to hear this today. Maybe you're trying too hard. You don't have to do anything to receive his love. You already have it. Some of you need to allow yourself to just be and not do. The doing will come in his time. But by that point, it won't be a from a place 
of I have to, it will overflow from a place of I get to. When you've come to a place where you're so confident in the truth that he loves you, that you are overwhelmed with his love, that you are compelled to help others find that love as well, you'll get to that place where, like David mentioned last week, there's this stirring, there's this bubbling up inside that if you don't do something about it, you're just going to burst. Rather than doing or serving and feeling depleted, you'll serve and it will be life-giving. You'll find yourself in a place where it won't matter if you're up front or behind the scenes. You'll be drawn to serving because it won't be like serving. You'll know that what you're doing is impacting others' lives because they are meeting this friend called Jesus and he changes things. They will see the Father in what you are doing, and that will draw them to him. Can I go ahead and have the um, worship team come back up, please? If there is anyone today that does not know Jesus, I don't want to let another moment go by without giving you the opportunity to say yes to him. So if I could have everyone just close your eyes. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to single you out. I just want to give you an opportunity. If there is anyone here who has not made that decision and you would like to, we won't take a lot of time, please raise your hand. Thank you. If you'll just pray with me, it doesn't matter the words, it just matters that you're turning your life to him and you're ready to fully surrender. So just pray with me in your hearts, however you want. But Father God, we thank you for your presence and we thank you for the gift of your son on the cross. Jesus, we ask you to come and take over our lives, just take complete control. God, break through the bondages we're feeling, break through the chains that we have. Help us to step into finding that freedom that comes only in your presence, God. Thank you for this free gift. Help me to know the next step to following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Next, we're going to take a moment to... Um, collect our tithes and offerings. If you give online, you can find